This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. The Access Internet Radio app is out now. Tune into Free FM. Keep tabs on the latest podcast episodes to stream or download. Search our content by language or category. You can even check out our colleagues at 10 other New Zealand community access radio stations. Grab it now from Apple's App Store or Google Play. Install, launch, and select Free FM from the stations listed. The Access Internet Radio app, your portal to Free FM's great independent community media content. We've got um, uh, our good mate Max Christopherson on the phone. How are you, mate? Yeah, good morning, Mr Bunting. You sent me a message last night saying, Rightio, there's uh, a year until the local body elections. Don't I flip and know it? <laughs> <laughs> now, hadn't you better do the uh, qualification commented about this point? Yeah, I, I thank you for saving me there. Yeah, too, true. Um, yes, this is a radio show that does not affect, affect uh, or does not... Um, represent the view of the Hamilton City Council or me as a Hamilton City Councillor but I'm going to draw on some experiences I can tell you that for nothing <laughs> yeah yeah it's well look here's, here's, here's the thing Mark it's a year out to the next local body election and people are gearing up and there are some big questions obviously the Hamilton and, and people all over the country have to ask themselves about whether they're getting value for money from their council Thank but you. the thing yeah. I want to put in, in front of you now is just asking the question is why do we need councils do we need them at all well, look, you, you, there's the argument of the core infrastructure, isn't there? Who's going to maintain the pipes? Who's going to develop the infrastructure? You know, um, that is that. You, you couldn't rely on uh, Jamie Strange, Tim McIndoe and David Bennett to do it for you. No, um, here's, the, here's the argument, and let me see if we can uh, t- tease this one out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've said for some time that the electric wing of councils, uh, they're redundant. The ward system doesn't work, representation doesn't work, and essentially councils are simply an extension of central government. And having seen what's yep. gone on in Wellington over the past 24 hours, I have to say that's not oh. a good bed partner to be, uh, be alongside. Hey, that a mess at the moment. Holy Well, what can, what can you say? I mean, uh, I hope what we see from this Wellington fiasco is that the place gets tidied up. I'm sick of paying people and bureaucrats and various other agencies huge amounts of money for the outrageous incompetence that we've seen over the past 24 hours. And in fact, I would suggest to you it stretches back years, but however. You know, Max, I'll stop you there because I I would have agreed or would have would have vehemently disagreed with you up till about three or four weeks ago when I've noticed a change. I've noticed a change, and I'm going to be completely candid about this. I, I firmly believe, well, I did believe for the last two years, that everybody around that council table has gone in with honest intentions, really wanting to make a difference to the city. But then when you said, hey, there's only a year out till the <clears throat> elections, I thought, well, there's a year. There's a whole year. And I'm thinking, we're two years into a three-year job contract. We shouldn't even be dreaming about the next election. We should be doing what's right for the city. But what I'm seeing... Uh, it would seem as everybody's gearing up for an election already. I mean, how can you represent people truly if you've got self-interest at heart? How can you do that? Look, it's, it's well said, Mark, and, and I've, I've noticed it too, although I would suggest to you that at least one candidate, that candidate being Angela O'Leary, uh, has been positioning herself for the mayoral uh, change for the past, I would say, seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. That uh, there have been very popular campaigns that she's been behind. I would like to see Angela O'Leary and various other long-term councillors removed from council. Uh, I think they've had their dash. They've been involved with some of the most catastrophic decision-making uh, episodes we've ever seen with council. And I think if you stretch back nine, 12 years, that, it, uh, it's been a situation where we've had outrageous decisions made that have affected tax, uh, sorry, ratepayers 
to this day, and the rates are among the highest in the country right now in terms of the, the change, the the uh, oh, percentage rise. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So definitely, yeah. Um, the, I mean, yeah. And, and people forget. People forget, and this is the interesting thing, people forget the position it was. And I think, actually, James Casson, who's coming on the show a wee bit later on, said something in the, in the meeting yesterday. And he said, how come? He said, you know, what, what's the story? He said, uh, two years ago, you know, in October, when we came in, we were told the books were peachy. And then in March, at 11 o'clock at night, we were told we were, um, you know, $12 million behind. What happened? And you've got to look around the room and go, well, who was here then? Who was here then? Who drove us into that position? And all those those cries of, oh, that's not true, that's not true, but, you know, no, no, that's not true, has kind of gone away. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know and, and everyone forget, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And this is, ooh. Yeah. Look, I think, I mean, I wrote a column called The Tuesday Night Ambush uh, in the Waco Times about that particular episode. Yeah. Now, the thing that concerned me is that when you have people leave, you have the obvious concern of, of intellectual knowledge and experience of the organisation leaving mm. with them. Mm. But we had the reverse with City Council. Uh, the chief executive was the financial officer prior to becoming the chief executive yeah. and had seen and surely had tracked the development and contingencies are required for development in the city and then when everything suddenly changed it changed within months now for me the issue i've raised many times is i cannot accept that anyone needs to be paid eight thousand dollars a week to run hamilton city i just don't accept that as being in any way reasonable now if you're going to do that here's my solution for this business of being in the hustings for the next 12 months and i I really hope you re uh, reinforce that point mark that Mm, mm. it's not the time now to be camping for your your job in 12 months time your job right now is to do the damn job and take care of right as far Uh, as i can see and and this is where i I am absolutely fiercely determined to hang on to this naivety um because uh, you know we are there to do a job for three years if you do a good job and you want to stand again then people will say hey We'll put you back in again, but you don't sit there and lobby and hint and 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 you know and worst of all, vote for the next election. You don't do that. You're there to make the right bold decisions that you stood for, stand by what you stood for, honour your contract you made with your constituents, and then at the end of it, go, how did I do? You know, yeah. ra- rather than and, and look at me, look at me, look at me, can I do well? Yeah. Oh. Look, I, I think it's a point well made, and I hope that uh, various people that believe council is working. Uh, takes recognition of, of what you've just said. The issue here too is this, and this is one that worries me most of all, and I've written about this several times, is that if you go back, let's say, into the David Braithwaite era uh, mm. as mayor of the city, uh, that was one of the most dysfunctional councils, if you believe the criticism of various people at the time, and one or two councils, I think, at least one, was on that council and is still there today. Dave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah and then if you come forward, Redmond was then elected and took over from Braithwaite and look where that got us. Mm, and mm, so then Bob Simcock comes in after Redmond and look where that got us. So for me, the cry comes out, oh look, we're going to get rid of you lot and we're going to elect a whole bunch of new people and yeah, it's all yeah. going to change and everything's going to be rosy. And it never is. Yeah. So here's my solution. I've been writing about this for some time now. Let's get rid of councils. <laughs> Let's not have any uh, demonstration of uh, electoral systems that really don't work. What I think we need to do is who's going to take care of the uh, sewerage and, and, and all the other necessary uh, services that are provided by council, the very same people that take care of it now, the staff. So I say we elect one person, and that person is the chief executive. Forget councillors, just elect a chief executive. If they can do what is required and they go out and they say, this is my contract, this is what I'm going to do over the next three years, uh, in fact, I you say two years, uh, and then we elect just one person because electing this ward system, it doesn't work. And, and, and I suggest to you too, 
I saw photographs, <coughs> excuse me, last week of the Maori representatives that are now on these uh, high, high mm. power committees. I looked at them and looked at their CVs and I thought, here we go again. We've got a whole bunch of bureaucrats coming into this institution who are going to do bloody nothing except the same damn thing we've had for years, oh. going back all the way to the Braithwaite administration and before. And I want to say, let's clean the whole damn thing out and just elect one person, the chief executive. Forget these voices on councils that go absolutely nowhere. Well, I tell you what, though, I've got to say, and I say this with tongue in cheek, a tremor went through a council when we saw the when we saw those CVs because those uh, those uh, mangai, the the Maori representatives, uh, to to a person are immensely qualified. In fact, so much more qualified than we are. It's ridiculous. Like um, Bella was there yesterday in the finance committee. Man, she has got her act together. That lady runs the finance for Well Networks and she is good. Really, really good. And she was See, asking... I say, I, see, look, Mark, I would say to you that they're, they're absolutely unqualified. They are wealthy people with careers. We are getting the same people into councils across the country. People who are completely uh, out of touch... I can tell you why that, that is. Struggling on the street. I can tell you why that is. It's because people, and, and, and this is this got me during the election campaign. I, I actually thought, okay, so I have a profile, and people know me, and people know what I stand for, and so therefore they can comfortably either vote or not vote. That's great. That's quite honest. Um, but you know, these new candidates, everyone goes in promising the earth. I'm standing for this. I'm going to line your footpaths with gold. I'm going to drop rates. I'm going to cut rates and I'm going to increase services and I'm going to get rid of wastage in council. And they say all the right things. And it's basically you're voting on promises. The trouble is it should actually be, uh, and I don't know how you do it, Max, I really don't, it should be a job application. So is this person qualified to handle the rigours of what this job involves? And I don't think anyone really, you know, while we've got a bunch of uh, councillors in there who are voting f- for their own system, you're never going to get the result you're after. So, you know, I'm not explaining myself very clearly, but, you know, I, I think that I can handle this job okay, um, but I haven't made a hell of a lot of promises to get in there. And I just wish people would vote on, uh, is this person qualified to do this bureaucratic, round-the-table governance role? You know, rather than, gee, I like that person, they're a good guy, they played a good, uh, good game of sport, or they make me the promises that I want to hear, you know? I agree with the point, Mark, but I'd level this at you. What that does is it replicates the system because what we do is we end up with career bureaucrats going round and round and round and round. And take a look, it's happening in Hamilton. Who are the people that are on the um, DHB? Who are the elected officials there? The same names are on the city council. Who are the names that are involved in Environment Waikato? The same names, Bob Simcock, Russ Remington. We get career bureaucrats going round and round and round and yes, they have a lot of experience in these circles, but look at the outcomes of what they've achieved. Yeah. Who owns the who owns the V eights? Who owns the debacle last year at the district health board? Mm, these people mm. are still involved in positions of power. And what I'm saying is I'm disappointed that we can't seem to get people off the street into councils that have got real-world experience of having to juggle uh, budgets and put putting uh, food on the table and meeting the rates demand. But in that case, you've and got that to, you've got to be out of you, the question. You've got to give you in that case you've got to give, uh, pay tribute to Bob Simcock, who effectively fell, fell on his sword uh, and said, "All right, that was me. 
uh, with the, the whole um, DHB thing, right? And he's gone. He's, he's no longer there. So there is a certain fairness to the system where, you know, when people do act with integrity like that. But the, what happens is when you get... See, people like... Um, I make no secret of the fact I rate Dave McPherson, right? I think the guy's got enormous, um, enormous intellectual uh, capacity and he's got a hell of a lot of institutional knowledge and he's got, he's got no fear, right? Um... Where people like him are in the wrong position is when they've got nothing to do, when they're in opposition, and that's the folly of our system. When you've got people, and you could argue that with uh, the likes of Angela, who's a, who's a top person, but um, could have more to do because of all that institutional knowledge, but hasn't, and so has the time to go around and you know stir things up. And that's been look that, and that's that's no reflection on Angela. That's just the system. That's the fact that that's happened for years and years and years. You look at when you talked about the Braithwaite era, those people who weren't in positions of uh, of power spent all their time muckraking and stirring things up. They certainly did. And I, I would urge anyone who wants to investigate how councils work to read David Braithwaite's book uh, about his experience as mayor of Helmand City. It's very, very revealing. But look, at the end of it all, mm. I'm going to quote Kelly from the Tron here because I think there's still some merit in, in Kelly's views on much of this. But let me just say that we shared an idea a couple of months back, and I want to repeat it here. We live in a, in a climate of fake democracy. Councils don't work. And you can look at Levin. Go and have a look at what's going on down there mm. if you want to see how a council doesn't work. My God. <laughs> but we've got this fake democracy going on. But Kelly from the Tron has been an advocate for saying, know your councillors. Know what they stand for. Yeah, yeah. Know who they are. And get involved and get engaged with what's going on. There's merit still in Kelly from the Tron's view on that. Yeah. I just suggest still that what's going on is we need to review the way councils are structured and the way that, as you described earlier, it's damn difficult to make any change, to mm. stand up for the right things and make it happen. Yeah, so for yeah. me, get involved, get engaged, find out who's standing. But I hope what we see is a real shift in the way that we have these representatives involved in council because the last thing we need is more career bureaucrats coming back to the trough over and over again. Okay, mate. We're going to leave it at that. Thank you very much. Well and, done. Uh, and, uh, and let's not have this discussion for another six months because we've got some work to do. <laughs> well said. Good on you, mate. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.